0: Welcome to Blunt Blown Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Shanitria, and this is a podcast about all things cannabis and parenthood. Yep, I'm a mom. I got two kids. I'm 31 years old, and I got a man. We've been together for over eight years, and I decided I'm going to do a podcast And I'm just going to talk all about weed and being a mom. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. Let's just get into it. Welcome to Blunt Boy Mama podcast. So I had to do some cleaning before I hopped on this call with you. So now I got to smoke some weed because this is not right. Ooh, yeah, that's a that's the situation. situation. You got to smoke about that.
1: Did you when you cleaned it? Were you making that face? Yes, like, that face. Like, like but, you know, but also like the
0: I don't want to like, gag too while I'm cleaning.
1: Right. Oh god, I just catch myself when I'm cleaning sometimes making such an ugly face. I'm like, okay, wait, I'm I'm like
0: stressing my nose muscles
1: out just making this ugly like girl, face relax your like, jaw, like <laughs> right. Thank you. Is
0: uh, um, okay? So, anywho, let's jump into this. Uh, <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Blonde Blonde Mama podcast. I am joined by a super special guest. Uh, you guys probably already seen one of her bops on the gram, or maybe you follow her on TikTok. Uh, but I, uh, Tyler Therapy is here. She is our special guest today and we are going to like, let's talk. Yes. we about to get into it. We're <laughs> about to really have a real conversation. So, uh, <laughs> go ahead, mama and introduce yourself. What's Puffin fam? Y'all know it's the baddest
1: motherpuff alive. <laughs> Tyler Therapy in the building in this motherpuff. Thank you, Blunt and Mama for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you today. Um, just like any other day, but I'm just so excited for this because I, like I said, I feel like it's long overdue. Yeah. You know? I've been peeping you on the ground, so I'm excited that we are connecting and collaborating in these moments. It's Like for it's sure, meant to be. like I
0: mean, like I think that like I first heard of you. Um, so I guess for people who don't know, like let let people know like what it is that you do and like all those all the things you do. A lot of things. So you go ahead yes. and run that run that list. I do,
1: <laughs> I do do a multiple, you know, a plethora of things. Um, uh, yeah, like she mentioned, I might be most known for my review box that I like to call um, they're like commercial jingles, really, they just kind of educate the consumer on how to use the product, but in a fun and musical way. Um, so I really enjoy making those for my audience. And you can check those out on Instagram and YouTube at Tyler Therapy. I also am an advocate for mothers who medicate at any stage of motherhood. Uh, that's my Can-A-Mom OG movement. We move us strong. I'm getting to know a lot of Can-A-Moms in the industry. So that is fun. And we're looking to do many, many, um, you know, uh, projects in the future, in the near future, this this year. So um, I'm also a host on the Puff Show uh I love the Puff show and the ladies that it has brought into my life. and um, yeah, I also do I mean like come on now. <laughs> <and> I, run, <laughs> I run that with my family and that's my what I uh, probably enjoy doing the most because it's with my family. So it's basically like our family parties. And we get the community to come out and enjoy those type of vibes. Um, It's really, you know, loving. And uh, we do performances. And I perform myself. I like to call them puff-formances. Because everything about me is puff. I'm the baddest mother puffer. So, Uh, But, yeah, it's a lot that I do. And I would love for y'all to keep on puffing with me, of course, at Tyler Therapy, at Bad Mother Puffer. That is my merch um so yeah um I'm excited to have the support by one Mama thank you for allowing me to share what awesome I, do I mean my girl
0: you're doing some of everything I'd be like and eh, she got a kid like no nah, that's like first of all you got the baby face you got the real low-key baby face and then I was like <laughs> and she has a kid no these are all lies how is she doing all these things like how is this happening <laughs>
1: yeah I love when people don't know that I'm a mom because when it when they finally put that on top oh, of yeah, the it. like sure. a cherry on top. It's like, yeah. and she's a mom. Like no one said that. Like someone just the other day just hit me up and was like, wait, I did not know you were a whole ass. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, thank you. But yeah, I do want to, you know, go um, harder on my can of mom OG movement. Um, you know, not to just blast that. I am a mom, but just to really give the support, to moms out there who even still to this day are just in the closet about it or they're just not as comfortable as you or I so um you know I I want to go hard on that especially because my son is about Yay, to be two I in March see. and he is you know requiring all of my attention now you know so I'm probably going to be on a big mom and what, how, how many kids do you have <laughs> you
0: just have the one your son
1: I do just have one baby. That's my son. He was born premature. um, And now he's just the biggest guy. (laughs) It's like so precious to see. Because you see them from that, you know, just from that terrible Mm -hmm. state that they are in. But just to see where they... It's so, incredible to
0: just watch a life, like, yeah. you know, unfold in front of your eyes. It's so miraculous. It's like, damn, like, right. I'm getting, like, a front row seat of, like, your life. It's so, it's, like, it's a privilege. It's a huge honor.
1: Right? I love that.
0: Um yeah, mm-hmm. so I guess I while we talking that. about all this mama shit, mm-hmm. so <laughs> we could just dive right and I hope you don't mind. I'm just gonna be smoking <laughs> a lot in the background. I just I gotta smoke. It's crazy right now in my life. I need some weed. <laughs> Man, I understand. it really That's is. The so I guess is. like how did That's you the um um, so you say that your, your son was born premature um, and he's going to be two in March. So kind of tell me a little bit about like your pregnancy yeah. and like the, the birth and everything. And like, did you consume cannabis while you were pregnant? Did you consume cannabis, you know, postpartum? Like how did that, and you know, was your partner supportive? Was your family supportive if you did consume or like what's the deal? How'd that go?
1: So with my story, it, you know, for me, I didn't know I was pregnant mm. until about 16 weeks. Yeah, so that's like fairly long in the pregnancy. So I was really <laughs> schmuck. You know, I was uh, you know, when I found out, and I had been consuming cannabis since mm-hmm. I had been 17. So I've been smoking mm-hmm. for a long time. I'm 26 now. Mm-hmm. And I had my son at 24. So even at that time, I've been smoking and consuming cannabis daily, you know, mm-hmm. since then. So when I found out Officially, I was like, was hey, not smoking," you know. And um, but it took me a while to really like slow down and stop. You know, I was kind of weaning myself off slowly by doing like trying to mix the can- uh, the CBD with the THC. And you know, then a weird like turn in my pregnancy happened. Like I had been ever since I have been consuming during my. Pregnancy, like my mom. pregnancy, was beautiful. You know, then I got kind of scared or you know panicked in a sense because I just was listening to too many other people around me who were like putting in my mind, like, "Oh, you need to stop smoking at least like three three months before your baby's born because then they're mm-hmm. gonna know and this and that." And it's like all these mm-hmm. now bad stories that's happening. But that's why I like and I want to go so hard for Kim OG because it's like. If I had not really listened to that, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. stopped smoking so abruptly, and then like a pre- like something happened in my pregnancy—a turn, a bad turn happened. So um, what I realized was that the I, I ended up having preeclampsia, and what I realized was consuming cannabis had wow. regulated my blood pressure the whole entire time. And when I had just stopped, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna stop because I don't want any problems. Um, even though I had had my wreck at the time, I just still didn't want to bring attention to my situation. Yeah. I felt like, you know, that caused the crap to happen because next thing you know, I'm swollen all over the place. I'm just thinking, this is my first pregnancy. So I'm just thinking like, oh, this is oh, what gosh, no It's <laughs> swollen. But I was like, I was swole. I was swole. You know what I'm saying? So, um. Uh, yeah, I ended up having preeclampsia out of nowhere. It was really just kind of frightening. And I had to have an emergency C-section. And when I got to the hospital, too, they were like rushing me back on the stretcher. And I was like, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> just, like, just how, far, like, how far I'm along were you at that point? You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. I was yeah, 30 scary. at that time. Yeah, So about seven months. And like I said, this is my first baby, so I'm just like, "What is happening?" And you know, the everybody was frightened, and I was just like, "Okay, now everyone's making me scared." And the doctor was like, "I need to get the baby out no And it was like, it was like all happening so fast, and then it was so fast to the point that he cut me open. I, I don't even think the stuff wow. hit me in time because I felt it, and I screamed. I was like, "Oh my gosh, there!" <laughs> but yeah it was like super traumatic and i honestly still to this day wouldn't trade it for anything i still got the scar and i'm just like man, that's a crazy story but i'm here my son's here i almost died apparently because the doctor said that my blood pressure was above 200 and basically it was like the the uh, placenta had eruption erupted from the uterine wall and it was just crazy like I'm just like okay but I'm here I thought wow. I could never walk again after that either it was really bad the recovery oh yeah, so I needed my medicine that sounds like that. so much like, trauma to your body like that's a lot that. yes it was so much I did not recognize myself afterward. like my body had took a hit but you know I just wanted to start my movements and really go hard on what I do and what I loved after that, because kind of when you you face a near death experience and then you have a, you birth a new life and, you know, it just all triggers you to like go even harder and you're super strong after, after something like that. And if, and I'm, you know, like I'm a regular person, I'm extraordinary and whatnot, but I'm still regular. Like anybody could go through that and still persevere and and or go through something and still persevere and still just go hard on what they love and if they have a passion i feel like they should just do that shit you know what i'm saying because that's all really what inspired me the birth of my son to go hard on them especially in the in the
0: cannabis space
1: And that's probably why you guys may know me now. That's awesome, though. Like, that's
0: I feel like that's so like that's not what anyone envisions will happen to them when they you know find out they're pregnant and you know envision their birth, you know, giving birth. Like, you don't expect it. Like, do you remember what your blood pressure was?
1: Oh my god! Um, I don't because then Mm. after that it was really a blur because my that's what really made me go to the hospital. Oh my god! Because my vision started to blur. And I was just like, what is happening? And then like I finally decided to like, you know, start recollecting in my mind like when when was the last time I felt him kick? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and oh, I, I didn't. I hadn't felt it in a while. And I was just like, I need to go to the hospital because first of all, I, I my vision is blurry. I'm looking I'm trying to look up what to do on Google. I can't So your it. vision
0: is going blurry. And your first thought so is like, let me go look up on Google yeah. what's going on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm just like, what the heck? Oh my gosh. But yeah, and my mom for some reason, like uh my my man, he called my mom and for some reason my mom said too, she's like I think we're gonna have to have the baby. So yeah, like I don't know why she just knew this, but I was like, What do you what are you saying? No, I'm just coming in here because I oh, had she a she but mama and, knows um, yeah. my vision is a little blurred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, so I couldn't believe that. And they were so far, my family was so far away at the time, but she knew at that time. So they like hopped in an Uber and came right away. I I was like, I can't believe this was happening on that day. He was not supposed to be born that day, but you know, that's what, that's the story. That's what, yeah, that's yeah.
0: He was and I mean, I was how, like, so hey. <laughs> how soon after <laughs> you, you know? gave birth, that did you decide to like start consuming cannabis again?
1: Oh, you know what? That's the crazy thing. You know that. So they had me in the hospital for about a week after that. And, you know, they're over here, you know, pumping morphine all up in me and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And um, they're asking me for my breast milk that has morphine in it. Right. But I don't this is these are not my like drugs of choice, you know what I'm saying? Or like just medicine of choice. So I'm like waiting to get out of the hospital to get back to my way of medicating, you know, consuming cannabis. Once I got out of the hospital, I started to consume cannabis again. I still had my rec at that time. So I was just like, I don't care what they say, you know, I'm I'm covered. And that's why I always tell moms that they should always have their red just in case. But they, when I went to the NICU, they wouldn't allow me to give them my breast milk because they had five-pound THC and his meconium. And I was just like, why were you guys taking my breast milk when it was freaking doped right. up with morphine and, you know, Vicodin and all this? And it, I'm telling you, they gave me a lot of it because I was in that much pain. And so, but they were accepting my milk then, but then, you know, finally they found THC and then they're like, oh, we can't accept it because wow. we don't know what it's going to do. I'm like, you don't know. That's not even a reason. But m- me just kind of being um, in the premis- premature stages of being a mom and like, you know, I could have, I wish what I knew now, like I could have came back with some research and said, hey, this is, how much is transferred from the breast milk and you guys can't and that's what I've learned too in motherhood like they try to bully you in in these hospitals like really bad so it's just like what they say goes kind of so I'm just like taking I don't know for an answer and I I, I wish that I didn't you know what I'm saying because
0: they but really your have baby no right what, what did that. they do to feed your baby instead that they just give him formula?
1: Yeah, but I had pumped still my milk, and I just mm. saved all of it for when he came home. Cause
0: I was just like, "Wow!" So you pumped for two months. months. So, Good for yeah, you. I saved milk for two months,
1: and yeah, he even got that first little bit of mm-hmm. breast milk too. You know the most important. And I was like, you know, at least right. at least he got that. You know what I'm saying? Cause but just with all the stress of me not being around him. And just, you know, I was, I was going through postpartum depression at the time after I had pumped all that I could, basically just from my hormones acting up and him not being around me and all that stuff. It's like, do we have a baby right. or not? Like, that's <laughs> what my, my body is saying. And uh, so I eventually couldn't like pump that much anymore. Like, no breast milk was coming out, but yeah I'm just glad that he did get what he could, and you know, like I said, he's on his way now, surpassed honestly. he's so big and smart and doing everything he needs to do he he um he grew out of his premature stages really, really fast actually when after he came home, so that was a good thing.
0: And what are those like really premature stages important. just for like anyone who's unfamiliar with like the what happens when a baby's born prematurely?
1: Yeah. So um, like after when you have a premature baby, they kind of make you go to development uh, like classes, not only classes, but they check checkups, I, w- I should say. And so they just make sure that the baby is on track. with It's movements, agility and making sure they're, they can move their eyes and doing the correct, like, I guess you would say milestones. Um, Even though I feel like every baby is different still, like, and they, every baby learns at their own pace. Uh, But he hit all of his milestones early for a premature Mm. baby, basically. So after a while, I was just like, okay, well, for me, I feel like he doesn't really need to, continue these checkups even though they're they're good for any baby to have even if you don't have a premature baby but for me i just felt like you know we've gone through enough i don't need to keep meeting with you guys to tell me that my baby's on track when i know that he obviously he is and it's just you guys are pushing it after after a while it's like too much you know so, But they really take up until the age of two mm-hmm. to grow out of their premature stages. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm planning his uh, second birthday party. <laughs> I'm taking a break from planning sessions
0: right now. <laughs> well, Bye. congratulations to you guys. That's awesome. I can't, like that's really that's really incredible so Thank you said you. you started consuming after you had your baby like how soon I think you said but uh just how soon and and how like what were you, what were you doing like were you vaping were you like smoking joints were you smoking blunts were you using the bong were you dabbing eating edibles I was smoking joints
1: because still like for when I consumed during my pregnancy um and like I was really really pregnant I couldn't stand the smell of blunts, unfortunately, which I'm <laughs> like, dang, I can't even take a blunt. Like, no, we love blunts, you know I'm saying? But um, yeah, I couldn't even be around my family and stuff when they smoked blunts because blunts were like mm-hmm. terrible to me. Um, just the smell of it, burning. And then, um, so when after, I didn't want to go back to smoking blunts. I wanted to try and just keep smoking joints. So I was smoking joints. Probably like right after I got out of the hospital, I smoked the joint. That was like mm-hmm. and I was in the hospital for five days. So I smoked the joint right after that. And then um, but I wasn't trying to consume too much because I knew that I still wanted to breastfeed at that point. So I was like, well, if they <laughs> find it, they won't find a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um I was just really, probably, and enjoying a day, but the pain was so bad. Like I was, I was taking CBD at that time too, because at that time I was a regular user of CBD, because CBD was what I was trying to transfer, trans, over, trans- um,
0: you know, transfer through the placenta to the, placenta, thing, to the smoke baby.
1: Smoke <laughs> but yeah, but that that would well, not. <laughs> but CBD is what I was trying to, you know, cross over to when I was pregnant. From smoking of so that's when I was introduced, and I was really going hard on the CBD niche. So afterward, I was putting yeah. like, hey, CBD drops, hey, CBD drops, and I was like putting CBD like on my incision area, and um, you know, just in my back. Like I couldn't walk at all, so I was really taking that CBD and uh, just smoking a joint until so finally I got to like maybe. A week later, I like, these joints ain't working. <laughs> I'm like, I need a blunt, damn it. <laughs> I was like, damn, I need to feel this. Like, it's just, you know, because the pain just—I really felt like I couldn't walk board, honestly. After an emergency C-section, oh, oh my god, gosh. that is the worst.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it's that long ago back. for you, and <laughs> I literally had a C-section, so I'm just but, like thinking about, like, God, that shit's. Really
1: yeah, cool.
0: it's so rough.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah! And I was like, uh, they say that after your first one, like each one you keep having, you get better and better. Like the, one of the nurses I had had a C-section, and I'm like, how do you? You do? You <laughs> do? And she's like, oh, this, she's like, this is my second one, and you know, she's like, I didn't have one like you. Like you had an emergency one where it was like traumatizing for me i knew
0: everything was going to go down yeah I, I think know. emergency would be a little write, bit so. different and it was like, her second they one they probably didn't go in the way they wanted to go you know like it's probably different in that way but like mine both of mine were planned but after the first yeah. one it was rough but it's rough because it's a major surgery and if you've never had a major surgery before it's going to be shocking to your body and it's a lot to recover from like i right. i think that like for me like it was really rough because like i wanted to hold my like the opposite of you, like my baby was overdue, right? So like she, she was born and she was like nine pounds, one ounce. So she's huge. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to hold her. But you know, after a C-section, you can't hold no nine pound baby. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can't even. Yeah, so like it was really I like I could that.
0: hold her sometimes, but like not for long, like just long enough to like nurse her and kind of like put her back. But I couldn't, you know, like play with her the way I wanted to. I wasn't changing diapers or anything, which like, on the second kid, I'm like go ahead handle that. Like that's your that's your sign over there. Go change that diaper. But like when mm-hmm. it's your first, you're like mm-hmm. everything is like, <laughs> Oh, I wanna be able to do all you just wanna do everything. And so um it was kind of tough to have to just like lay in bed and just like do nothing. Like literally not be able to do it, a- like not be able to yeah. wash dishes or anything really or make a meal. Like my mom had to. Yeah. Come- yeah, like, it was really, Sometimes like, I yourself. Girl, it was just, <laughs> it's a lot, like, you can't do a lot of stuff, and it's tough, so it's just, you have to really, yeah, I think that taught is. me patience, and, like, that taught me to be appreciative of my body and my health, because, like, to not be able to do the most simple things yeah. for, even I knew it was temporary still drove me crazy. Yeah. Girl, I can relate, <laughs> but yeah. So right? I mean, I love that you consume <laughs> cannabis and like your family was supportive. Well, you said that they smoke weed too. So they were supportive.
1: <laughs> yeah. They they were supportive. Probably the only person who's trying to tell mm. me like, I shouldn't, it was my dad, but um, what was his reasoning? Everybody else was like, like, Well, probably, I don't think he really had like, well, well, one time, one time he just straight up said, that's a life, (laughs) like that's a life inside you. I was like, okay, but I'm so much pain. this is the only way I get through it. Um, But I think it's just because more so because, you know, my mom didn't consume while she was pregnant and she told me that my dad was like on her about, about it. Her, during my uh, brother like my younger brother's pregnancy like mm. she didn't smoke at the time during me and my big brother um but she she smoked at the time of my younger brother but then she said she stopped during that pregnancy and it was the worst and then um but like she also said my dad was like checking <laughs> in on her making sure she wasn't smoking so uh, that's probably like what I kind of thought I'm like well maybe he just like that like I during mean, pregnancy I she probably shouldn't smoke but you know for for me I just for think sure. it's like I mean, honestly it the woman's choice and if it's uh, right right you know it really is just up to the woman that's their choice that's their choice of medicine and that's what relieves them because honestly I don't know it, what you have left normal Mama, but I don't have like a glamorous pregnancy. They be making All these lies. Look All like lies. so beautiful uh, on be saying and I'm
0: like, no, I'm in my, pain. On my own. i you a
1: problem Yeah. Like let let right. So let me just medicate so I can relieve myself and then boom, you're you're back to what you need to do for you know exactly. performing well for you exactly. and your baby. So yeah, and I'm smoking. <laughs> I have to
0: take a exhale. But Oh yeah, I should definitely mention that. Um, so I'm smoking. It. So I went to the dispensary yesterday. Well, last night, right? And they, I was like, you know, I need a cute little sativa, mm-hmm. strain, you know, something that's going to really be hitting, what's popping, like, what's everybody, like, what's really popular right now? And they were like, well, we got this jell nade And I was like, jell What is that? And it's like 21% THC. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it's yeah. so good. It's my like about to be one. one of my faves. Like, it's entering <laughs> the top five. Like, I was like, hello there. Well, it's so nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. Is that new? Uh, <laughs> is that new Gelato
1: Forty One or the new? Uh, um, oh
0: what, el- what else do they like right now? <laughs> <Shoot. Once? laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm really fucking with. It. Like sometimes Gosh. I just have to listen to the bud tender. Like guys, just listen to your bud tenders. Like sometimes they be like, if they don't know shit else, they listen. know what they smoking right now and like what people are buying know. a lot. They be peeping that. So right. I started out as a bud tender. So. Oh, how long yeah, did you do, really how, how long did you and where did you do
1: it at? Well, I first started budtending back in like 2013 and I budtended at Wonderland LA Caregivers. Shout out to them because they're the ones that put me on the map. And they were literally the biggest like pre-ICO at that time. So basically they were operating under legal standards where others were not, you know, before this was before it was legal, like for real legal. And so they were like, kind of like the Costco of cannabis. You could come in and you can get your stuff in bulk and it would just be like a cool vibe there. And then until it wasn't, (laughs) and then I had to uh, transfer to Delta nine THC and that's down kind of in Wilmington, Long Beach area. And uh, I basically furthered my knowledge through through working with them just about cannabis and where all the strains come from and what different strains there are or just were at that time because, you know, they're always coming up yes, with new <laughs> uh, innovative strains. And, uh, but yeah, it was a fun time. But I just knew that I had something greater in store for myself and I feel like when you get caught up in bud tending they really just try to keep you on one level um in your in your cannabis journey and I I just didn't see any elevating for myself just by being a bud tender so that's why when people like always ask me oh would you bud tend or you know what advice could you give I would be like you know what I would just do you like do if i could just be tyler therapy the bad mother puffer that i am now back then you know that's what i would have done you know i would have done it this way i wouldn't have been wasting my time but to being and trying to make someone else's business grand when i could have just been doing that from my, either my own business which i did have a delivery service at the time or you know putting that that energy and time to creating events for the cannabis community and keeping the cannabis culture alive. Because also those businesses do kind of like get rid of the culture in cannabis in a sense too. those corporate style businesses and big dispensaries. So that's what I don't miss about that. But you know i do appreciate that it did give me some more knowledge to the plant as far as just like the strains and you know um all of the uh product knowledge that i gained and what kind of
0: products there are out there and how you can yeah i think that's really useful to have that knowledge like i feel like i i'm at a point where i need that knowledge and i've been thinking like maybe i should like work part-time at a dispensary like how dope would it be if you came in and saw so, blunt blowing mom out again? <laughs> yeah, that's where you get it. You
1: get it. That's where you get all that product knowledge, and that's what I did appreciate about those things. And what I mostly appreciated at that time, when this was what it was about, was just really helping patients and consulting with them and showing them like how they could use this medicine and how it could benefit them mm-hmm. and which strain is the most fire. You know what I'm saying? Like people would really like depend on my word. And I, I, I love that. And it like went with me forever. I met people who still follow me to this day who like remember me from the dispensaries because I was like <laughs> the most live, but tender, you know what I'm saying? I was always rapping. And freestyling, that's when we kno- knew I was really high. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I would just really, like, cherish that with my patients because they really puff with me, like, all the way through. And I'm sure there's there's some listening right now because that's how it is, especially in Long Beach. It's a really, like, tight-knit community, too, down here. So I see old patients on the street sometimes. And like, what the puff is up? What's puffing? And You know? It's it's like the same. It's like I'm back in the sensory, and I always rock the two uh two puffs, like either the two puffs or the two buns, or you know, and that's how they remember me. So I think that's funny. That I is that your signature like Kyle, style to get all the way to even theme songs. Is that your signature style? <laughs> right? the two puffs. Yeah, that is. You know, and that's why Lady of Rage also inspired me because I remember. Like even back then I would rock two puffs and I remember that song and people would say like older people would say like oh I rock rough this stuff with the Apple Puffs and I would like never know what they're talking about, but I remember that specifically and I'm just like, Oh and then when I got older I heard the song and then I was like, Oh I, I, I do like that, like that is me. Like, I'm you know, and then when I, you know, created the puff show and I was like, you know, I want this to be like a theme song for the Puff Show because I wanted it to be about, you know, Black women and they're in their natural selves and natural beauty and uh, natural hair, <laughs> you know, natural hairstyles. It's not all, always about just the Puffs because it could be natural hairstyles. Like I have two beautiful Black women on there with dreads, um, but yeah. I just had to have a theme song for for it, which ended up not really even being the theme song. It was just a, a the stoner anthem of the decade because <laughs> I had to bring Lady of Rage back, you know, with the puffs. With the puffs, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's what really tied me to um, connect with all ages to um, of my audience because I have people. Like, I have old school Mm -hmm. folks, uh, you know, who I call OGs. I got OG men's, I got OG women's, you know, following me. And then I got the younger uh, generation or people who are just maybe starting out who probably like rely on my other videos to kind of teach them, like, oh, this is a cool product or I could probably start out doing this. And it's all friendly, you know what I'm saying? And um, so it's like, it shows people that. None of it. it's kind of the one where like just starting it like it shows that i'm trying to introduce them with love and it's kind of like motherly love but just love because that's how i was introduced to it by my like you know with my family and it was all love it's not someone who's trying to steer you in the wrong
0: direction right if you do choose
1: you can see That's what's
0: life. up. I love it. So. I love it. Okay, so yeah. you know <laughs> Tyler Therapy, like you said that that kind of all came about after you had your son. Like, what, wh- how did like what were you? What did you start? Like you said, you were butt tending, and you figure like, which I love. This is a major gem that you dropped. Like, why am I spending all my energy growing somebody else's business when I could be growing my own? And like when you have that light bulb aha moment, oh shit, yeah. like, watch out. Like there's nothing you can't do, right? So like what did you decide you wanted to do first?
1: Yeah. You know, at that time um, in my journey, I really thought that I wanted to own my own dispensary or, you know, like I said, I went straight, had my delivery service right after that. And I took the connections that I made for the companies I worked for. And I took them and I used them for my own benefit. And I, you know, opened up my own delivery service with my family. And, um, you know, that was just like a fuel from the other places that I worked at. Because, you know, like, mind you, a lot of these places, they're not Black-owned. You know what I'm saying? Or they don't have a lot of Black people working for them. then honestly, that's just what what it is. So I had to make a decision. Mm to represent my Black self, you know, me being a Black woman. And I wanted to say, hey, we we are in this space too. You guys rely on our information. You rely on our image to sell to our people, but you don't want to really like, you're not really puffing with us. You're not even puffing with the culture. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just took all that and I wanted to remember that while I was doing my delivery service while still servicing patients in need, you know, this is still medicine at the end of the day. Some people really like rely on this, you know what I'm saying? So that just fueled me to do my delivery service. And then, um, I had, I found out I was pregnant right after that. And, um, I kind of decided I, and, you know, I still have the Tyler therapy name, but I was like, kind of just, it was like just floating, you know what I'm saying? It was, floating as a name and then after I had my son that's what really triggered me like you know what I'm I am a lot of things you know you can come to me for a lot of things for any type of therapy that you need if it's a laugh if it's a hug if it's a smile like a lot of people say that my content is positive or you know just makes them there it brightens up their energy and that's you know, what I love too, I, I bring a genuine following, you know, I have real people puff with me, these aren't fake mother puffers, you know what I'm saying, these are people that I see in my everyday walk too, you know, like I said, so um, I just want to be relatable and uh, I don't have to like do, I don't have to show out to to really have the people puff with me, you know, in a sense, I just wanted to show them all my talents as well, you know, I'm talented at so many different things and that's not even the main thing. I i love bringing people together. So I love this community. I love cannabis. I'm smoking some high grade shit. You know what I'm saying? Like and I feel like the people who aren't really about like the cannabis community, they not smoking some good cannabis. Cause you know what I'm saying it's it's a lot of different uh Things in this industry where I'm just like, y'all can't be smoking the same thing. (laughs) Y'all missing the cannabis and cannabis (laughs) community. So, but yeah, I just wanted to like kind of just push all my movements out there and show people that I'm a genuine ass motherfucker. This is really my journey. They're seeing it before their eyes, too. You know what I'm saying? And now that I've really adapted and fell into what the bad mother puppet is which is me tyler therapy you know now i'm i'm like making my stamp in this space and um you know people (laughs) go puffing or they're not that's cool too (laughs) but you know i do yes for sure for sure okay so so
0: what's yeah. next for Tyler yeah. therapy and your birthdays or, or like your sesh events or like sesh events, right? That's what they're called. And everything. Yeah. You have like, it's like a birthday. Yeah, sesh. Yes. It's like a, what's the next? For, one?
1: Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I could, I can kind of clarify that elevate sesh events is a seasonal sesh series. And we basically just throw seshes that come out of, you know, a wonderful time of year. So there's celebrations. So we have birthday sessions. We're trying to do that every month uh, just for people who celebrate their birthday in that particular month. Uh, for January, we celebrated my mom's 50th birthday. And uh, for this month, we're going to do the Aero Sesh Love Fest. That's going to be a Valentine's Day themed Sesh. so they always have like themes i guess you could say i um our most uh, successful sesh has been the wintertime sesh and that was during you know the holiday season so um you know we puff for the season because <laughs> it gives us reasons to you know to yes. smoke up with yes. the community and have a good time enjoy positive vibrations of like-minded individuals
0: Yes. Um, you know,
1: it's uh, ran by black women okay. and powered by a black family so um, you know we just enjoy spending that's time awesome. with people you know during special times of the year. I know and we want you to come all of y'all come out to the Arrow Sesh Love Fest that one's February 16th uh, that's our Sunday we, we mostly have them on Sunday fun days but the birthday sesh in January was on Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate on the King's Day. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we're we going to keep it going. Um, we have springtime sesh coming up. And I'm on my Battle of the Puffa sesh tour. So I just came from San Diego um, on Saturday. And uh, I'll be going to Vegas in April. And, you know, hopefully I can hit the East Coast during the summertime when it's a little warmer out there. And yes.
0: You know, are, and how can someone get in, in touch with you or like find out more information or, you know, like what? How, how can people reach you?
1: Yes, you guys can go ahead and hit me up on my platform, um, Tyler Therapy on Instagram, or you can go ahead and email me tylertherapy at gmail.com you guys can hit me up with your questions i'm on tiktok now at tyler therapy so i can express myself in my little skits because i am an actress um but yeah that's just a little fun fact about me and yeah you guys keep on puffing with me at tyler therapy on mostly everything even on the we tube and then
0: at Bad Mother Puffer
1: if y'all trying to cop you some yes. puffer, <laughs> copy some merch. Yeah. Bad Mother And
0: is, is there anything else that like you didn't mention that you wanna mention or that that like I didn't ask you about or you wanted to say, like go for it.
1: I do wanna plug in too, y'all gotta keep puffing with me um on my Can-a-Mom OG page. If you are a Canom Mom yourself at Cannamom OG because we will be oh, having fun. the Canamom convention this year uh, at the end of this year and yeah we want to invite all Cannamoms out there to come puff with us but it's going to be way more than just the style sessions that you see me throwing um, it's going to be a big huge convention style like a women's grow type event and we want people, uh, moms from all over the place to come. So we're looking to do it in California and SoCal. And we want all of the big time mamas such as yourself, blood-blown mama. And, you know, I'm calling out all the other big time mamas in the industry. We got to make this happen because this is for us, you know?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's what's up, man. And so, I mean, you guys (laughs) go ahead and do all the things, follow her in all the places because you need some therapy in your life. Okay. Thank me later. (laughs) Um, thank thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Mm -hmm. It was so great speaking with you and hearing your story. And I feel like, girl, you know, it gets better, the whole pregnancy thing. (laughs) And you know what? I feel like I learned like always just follow your instincts, y'all. Just follow your instincts. Whatever your instincts tell you to do, just keep stick to your guns, don't matter what, you know yeah just being a mom mm-hmm. period that's what i yeah. learned too just being a mom too for real that if you first, feel like something's feeling, off something's off just, like, go ahead and do man, the you investigate to <laughs> mm-hmm. um but that's yeah
1: mom, I see that. <laughs>
0: well it was a pleasure
1: talking to you as well and i look forward to having yes, many, more many yeah, conversations yeah. and collaborations with you thank you
0: Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Blunt Boy Mama podcast. This is season two. I am so happy to be bringing this to you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear next week's episode, which will be airing next Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) If you like what you're hearing, then you should definitely share this podcast for a friend, for a cousin, with a family member. Uh, and if you really feel in it, you know, if you like it, then you should leave a review on it. <laughs> if you like it, then you should leave a review on it. <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, that is where you are able to rate and review this podcast. If you enjoy it, I would love that. Thank you in advance if you are. Which I know you are doing that. (laughs) Also, follow Blunt Boy Mama on Instagram. Follow Blunt Boy Mama on Twitter. Follow BBM Clothing Line on Instagram, which is Blunt Boy Mama merch. That's where you can shop it, buy it, cop it, tag me in it, tag BBM Clothing Line in it, and get featured on Blunt Boy Mama's page. Yeah, check it out. You guys are already loving it, but I love it too. So, like, of course you guys are going to love it. I would not be giving y'all something that's like shit. It's not shit. It's the shit. It's dope. Some dope ass merch. So you should definitely check it out. And you can also like Blunt Born Mama on Facebook. You can become a Blunt Boy Mama patron by clicking the link at the top of the page on bluntboymama.com backslash podcast. Y'all, you know, I'm high. <laughs> and once you do that, you'll see a link at the top of the page. It says page that says click here to become a Blunt Boy Mama patron. And there you can sign up and for as little as $2 (laughs) and you can get up to three extra episodes of the podcast a month. You get shout outs here on the podcast. You will also get free merch. I mean, need I say more? You're able to communicate with me directly. Come on. So it's a really, it's a good deal. And at the end of the day, you know that you're supporting a Black woman's podcast, a Black mom's podcast. And it means the world to me to have the support of the patrons that I do have. Thank you so much, you guys. And I appreciate all of you guys support and everything and all the love and all the messages. I read them all. Um, So thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you for listening until next time. Bye.